Coming to the stage, we have a guest who has taken YouTube by storm. Amen. Before we ever saw him, we saw his work on stages like The Voice and Showtime at the Apollo. Now the world has fallen in love with him, his love for music, and his talk show. He's been named one of YouTube Black Voices Creators Class of 2021. He's well known for the game, The Blue Wall. And I'm happy to know him as a friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the legend in the making, my friend Terrell Grice. Clap oh. up for him, studio audience. Oh, clap for me, yes. Terrell, yes. welcome. Thank to you. Come on stage studios, sir. We made it blue for you. <laughs> no, you did not. We usually have really? a purple, but we made it Shut blue up. just for you. Oh my God! We I'm said so Terrell honored. coming down to yes. the 3:30 service. Yes. We gonna make it blue. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, that was so much. I love it, sir. This studio. Can I just say this here, y'all? I don't know what camera to look at. Is you, this this right? Talk hey. to the people. <laughs> Listen, this is a compound, okay? <laughs> this is what I mean when I say black excellence. I came in here and I said, wow, the sign is larger than my head. <laughs> it's great. I'm so proud of Thank you. you. This Terrell. is amazing. And I've now, been to Terrell studio. And I've been, and Roxy room. was there. <laughs> this thing is state of the art. Okay? Thank but you, we'll Kat. get into all yes, that. Yes, we'll get yes, into yes. all that. So wow. let's go backwards before we Take go forward. Me. Tell, take us back to yes. Mullins, South Carolina. Oh, the way you pronounce it, I'm gi it's giving. <laughs> is that the correct pronunciation? No. What is it? Mullins. Mu oh, that's black. That's black. Mullins. Mullins. Mullins, South Carolina. That's two Kankanaki. cities that are messed up in a row. <laughs> Mullins, South Carolina. Yes. What was it like growing up Population there? two. Me <laughs> and my grandma. That's it. It was just us, y'all. No, it was, it was interesting because that's all I knew for like the first, I want to say, 12 years of my life. Mm. I never even went outside of the county. Really? Yes, nothing. I mean, it's just cornfields and, and hopes and dreams. That's wow. it. That's all that's there. <laughs> and churches. Oh, yeah. 30 churches for 30 people. I don't know why we have so many churches, Kev. <laughs> Just desolate. I, I understand. Now, Mullins, <laughs> where is that? Give us the relation uh, in South Carolina. I mean, it's it's, it's near Myrtle Beach. Okay. When I, I say Myrtle near, Beach. I mean about an hour away. Okay. And if you go to Myrtle Beach from Mullins, you're literally just driving through cornfields. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Really? It's like Mullins Cornfield Beach. It's like wow. <laughs> how did we get here? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like? Is you and your grandma, and, yeah. and she had you in church at a young age, and yeah. your grandfather. Mm -hmm. So what was that like? Just grandma, grandpa, and and little baby. To royal. Ah, man, my <laughs> earliest memories is just being in church all the time. My yeah. grandmother was a Sunday, she still is a Sunday school teacher and an, an, an aspiring preacher as well. Really? Yes, we were always her congregation yeah. every single day. <laughs> I, one day, God's gonna call her to, to do this for real because she really <laughs> to be preaching at home. And and just always just rooted in some type of family get together. Like yeah. we were really big on everybody coming together and cooking. You there ain't much to do in South Carolina. No, no not down in Mullins. Not in Mullins. <laughs> But get together with anybody else who is in mullets. Yeah. Which means cooking, um, uh, playing little spades, you little know. Spades? You got it. You got to know how to play spades coming from South Carolina. And that's it, you know, just okay. church spades in school. Church now now I heard, you know, you you was playing the tambourine <laughs> in church, you know. I heard you know, I what I wouldn't give to see. Y'all got play, one. Do, you know ah! do we have Marquita, did you bring this in just in case? Now this is this ain't regulation size. This ain't regulation size. This ain't regulation, size. but you know we was on. This crazy. This was. We just wanted to see if the, if you still had it. This is funny because <laughs> I haven't played the tambourine probably since I was fourteen. <laughs> 
I don't even remember how to hold you gotta that. You got to put that. You got to put that. You can just there, grip it. My grandma's a full gripper. Look how it's still there. I knew it was there. That's it. Put it down. It's, it's given, like riding a bike. It's given the instrument. I will pick that up. <laughs> you know, thank you for that. Oh, yeah. That took me back. Oh, yeah. Don't it feel good? It feels good. Like, I really feel like I'm back in that church. Them wooden floors. Man. The, you guys remember them, them little kitten heels? Yeah. On the wooden floor, it's yeah. all the grandmas yeah. mixed with the claps and the tambourine. Yeah. Oh, that sound is nostalgic. So that's a small church. What is yeah. it? Is it Baptist, AME? What, apostolic. You... Now, you know I'm apostolic. Can. That's Acts 238. That's, that's the Romans wrote. Jesus only. Oh, yeah. By his grace. And ties and offerings. <laughs> Every Sunday. The stri- isn't that the strictest denomination? Man, what y'all smiling for? Life, this life ain't funny. We smile in heaven if we make it. If we make it. <laughs> Stop all that dancing. If you ain't dancing for the Lord, you going to hell. What I'm trying to do, I just feel the rhythm, Pastor Bishop. It's just the rhythm, Bishop. It's just the rhythm it's of the night. It's just the rhythm of the night. So that's in you. Yes. That's in you, but yeah. you transition. You start being an amazing tennis star. Man. Tell me about that. Happened. Well, let's see. I was I was always tall. I was always a tall kid. Mm-hmm. So I wanted me to play basketball, right? Yeah. But basketball just wasn't my ministry. Right. I couldn't see the hoop right. <laughs> it was just giving far. <laughs> And it wasn't, I didn't have the finesse. Yeah, yeah. So then I tried football. And I just, I've been gay for a long time. You hear me? I just didn't know it. I just didn't know it. And they were just knocking my ass over. And I said, I got to pick something else. He said, let me go non-contact. Let me go, no, right. Let me go non- I got to get out of contact. <laughs> too many people. I need to do something by myself. Right? So uh, there was this tennis coach that came to my, my elementary school mm. trying to recruit people. Because actually... Tennis is kind of big in the South. Yeah. It's yeah. really big out there because mm-hmm. um, the weather's nice. You yeah. know, it don't rain. It's a lot of tennis courts out there. So I was like, hmm, now Serena, she is kind of fly. I could be her. Let me try it. <laughs> yeah. they, they came, they brought me a racket, they took me to practice. I was good. Yeah. Like early. I always was an athlete. I just didn't have the right sport. That's right. I just had to have the right tools. <laughs> yeah. Once I got my tools, eating them up. So you were killing it, amazing, yeah. and then you injured your shoulder. <sighs> what was that like? Devastating, really. Yeah. I wanted to do that as a career. Like, that mm. was, I, it's funny because I was always a really um, scholastic kid, too. Right. Like, always graduating top of my class. I, I was the president of seven clubs in high school. Siete. Were you really? Yes. I wanted to be the boss of everything. <laughs> I want to control everything and everyone. I want no one to tell me what to do. Okay? That Actually, makes a lot of yes, sense. Yes, yes. I was a born leader. Um, and number one on the tennis court, too, on the, on my on my tennis team. Wow. So I was literally taking phone calls while hitting my forehand. <laughs> it was that. So uh, when I injured myself, I, I, I could fall back on my academics, but that was really my first dream. Got it. And it, it taught me, you know, about uh, just preparation and mm. just always having a plan B because you never know. Yeah, no, yeah. that's... Listen, that's good. You know, I I didn't know. Yeah. I, now, now the born leader in the seven clubs that tracks. <laughs> I, that when I went to your studio, I was like, oh, it's just y'all in here. Just us, man. And you're in the front, but you're also behind. Yes. You know? in the front and behind. Yeah. Always have been. Always trying to do everything, kid. Yeah. I don't sleep. Give me a brush. I got coffee now. <laughs> 
No. Okay. Yeah. So around age 14, mm -hmm. you moved from Mullins yes. to, to Fayetteville, to North, Fayetteville Carolina. North Carolina. Now, I don't know if you know this. I lived in Fayetteville. What? I did. I went to Westover. No! I did. And I did. Douglas Bird. I know. <gasps> I got it on the I said Douglas. It's on the Kevin so, stage. My dog. parents retired. My parents live in Fayetteville right now. No! To this day. What? What? Wait, yes. did you go back? I go. I was just there for uh for Mother's Day, I believe. Holy yeah, I just crap. went back. New Bethel Church. My dad, my oh, I guess it's called Bethel Church now. Yeah. Yeah, Douglas Bird, when I was a kid, we used to go there. I used to go there and um, watch the high school bands. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. I've never even met anyone from Fayetteville <laughs> out in L.A. It's just J. Cole and it's you. It's just J. Cole and me. <laughs> and that's it. J. Cole, you're doing nice things, brother. So yes, what was it like moving map. from small town to bigger town? Can I tell you why I did it? Tell you, me why. You're going to laugh. Because it's really stupid, <laughs> but it's very me. So, quick story. Um, I, like I said, I was always a very scholastic, very academic-based kid. You know, mm -hmm. I read all the books, and I wanted to be valedictorian. I was salutatorian. I'm not set right back. But it's, I didn't make it. Second place. Um, <clears throat> when I was a freshman in Mullins High School, my math teacher, sorry, my geometry. What is it? What is the one with the with the maps? Geography. Geography. I promise I was smart. I'm just older now. <laughs> Geography teacher did not know the difference between latitude and longitude, right? Oh, wow. And she kept teaching the class wrong. And I said, ma'am, that's wrong. You have it backwards. I promise. I know this. It's wrong, ma'am. And she sent me to the principal's office because I wouldn't shut up that she was teaching the class wrong. So I got suspended. And I said, I bet you I won't come back. Did and I moved. <laughs> did you really? You got suspended and I, just left? I just left. I said, I will not stay out of school where the geography teacher doesn't know the simple difference between how I'm going to get where I'm going with no coordinates. You it's took geography. a stand. I took a stand. And you and really I, never even I came never back from came back. That was the last day I sat foot in Mullins High School. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. But I did not graduate from y'all with them dumb wow. teachers. <laughs> I admire yeah. your, your your conviction. I admire my grandparents and my mother for letting me do it. Because they didn't fight me. I was with my grandmother. My grandmother raised me until I was 14 in Mullins. My mom always lived in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, so with my sister. So when I said, when I came home and told him I got suspended, I said, I want to move with my mom. I think people are smarter in North Carolina. <laughs> they have to be. They have to be. Because they're dumb as rocks when I'm at. I was so arrogant about it. I was oh, so that's bad. just rich. That is and they said, sure, you can move. And that's how it ended up in North Carolina, wow. where I met my TV teacher. That I was that, Yes. Tell me about I'm that. I'm sorry. They recommended it. Is it next? It's, it's okay. right here. Well, what had happened was I, <laughs> I, um, I, had, I was playing tennis uh, in North Carolina. And when I got injured, the only reason I went back to school for my senior year was because uh, I was playing tennis. I was supposed to graduate as a junior, but I wanted one more year. Really? In tennis life. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I was good mm -hmm. and I just wanted to keep going. But I had got injured between junior and senior year. Yeah. So I had no classes left to take. I took everything, even summer course, course. I took everything. I went to school for fun, for real. Wow. So I had nothing left to take. So they put me in the front desk, like the secretary. That's all I did my whole senior year. I, I went to no classes. I had no classes, y'all. I, I I was answering the phones for my school. <laughs> that is the most Terrell thing. Yes. 
Let me. I'm gonna work in the office. <laughs> Don't worry Put about me it. Somewhere I got <laughs> something to contribute. I, I need something to do from now until tennis practice. And that's it. And I'm done with high and school I'm technically. <laughs> and your school is just like sure. Okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did my entire senior year. Worked and, and made videos. With my TV teacher. So tell me yeah. about that. Do you remember winning any contest, the My PSA contest? Why do you know this? <laughs> I got a black woman producer, that's why I know. And I know you know about having that, don't you, Terrell? Yes, oh, I yeah. do. Shout out to Roxy. <laughs> Marquita Bradley uh, said that. Marquita, that's Ask amazing. About that. Marquita Bradley going to get your stuff. Let me tell that's you. Right. I remember that so vividly. Um, we had to make a commercial about bicycle safety. Mm-hmm. Wear your helmet, ch- child. I don't know. It was something. But I won it, and I won my first MacBook computer my first mm. macbook laptop which is the laptop i learned how to edit on yeah and that is kind of where i discovered like i might want to go to school for this and kind of hone my editing skills my shooting skills and my tv teacher was so cool like she knew i wanted to be an athlete shout out to miss bernard she i don't know where she is right now if you're watching this yes you better watch this black content because she <laughs> white as snow Okay, but uh, she really uh, handled me in such a uh, such a nice way about how to take this athlete who had this dream and crushed and how to turn it into something else. Mm. So, yeah, I, I won my first computer with that contest and learned everything on that little computer. Now, let me pause the interview pause. and just tell people something I've seen with my own eyes. Single me out, Cam. Terrell. Uh-oh. Still be editing <laughs> his own videos. Every last one. I'm talking about when I went and shot, I said, oh, who's your editor? He was like, me. (laughs) He he literally is cutting to this day. Yeah. And I said, why, Terrell? You know, I got to control it, Cam. I got to (laughs) hold it. Just now it makes more sense now hearing more of your sense. story. Yes. Be like, I you know, if I give it to you, I'm just going to be sitting I'm right behind you. Just going, looking. let's just take time. <laughs> I might as well just do it. Slide over. We'll save sir. each other the we'll time save and, the and the embarrassment <laughs> of having me ask you to slide over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Editing is a lot of work. A lot of it's work. a whole work. So did you learn this at Full Sail? Yeah. Um, I feel like, honestly, I kind of knew what I was doing before I got to Full Sail. Okay. But when I got to Full Sail, they taught me the terms. You got know, it. the technicalities, yeah. the, the procedural things. Right. Full Sail is not even a school where you go to learn how to be creative. Who can teach you really how to be creative? You know what I mean? That comes from It you. comes from within. Yeah. And up there. Yeah. And he just rains it down yeah. like a melody from heaven. Yeah. And... <laughs> You just take what you learn from school and kind of apply it to make sure it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I know you went to their film program. Yes. But you were also interested in music. Yes. And you wanted to be a music video director. Yes. So how did that all come about? Marquita. I told you. (laughs) Marquita Bradley. That is amazing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Want to take a quick break from the show to tell you about Blue Chew. It's 2022. So let's start the new year off with a bang, and by bang, I mean a rock-hard, strong erection. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate and hit a home run in that coochie. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Listen. We just got back from Europe. We were in Germany. We were in Egypt. We are jet lagged. Okay. We went to bed at last night at 6 p.m. Woke up today at 2 p.m. I'm exhausted. I'm recording this ad at 1124. 
I don't got it right now. But if my lovely wife said, hey, Kev, you want a little pizza of cooch? I'd say, yes. Yes, ma'am, I do. But I need a little help. She'd be like, oh, I got blue chew for you. I know you got some. I say, yeah, because I don't got it like I usually do right now. I'm exhausted. Not so exhausted to miss out on sex. Never that. Oh, you know I ain't never exhausted. But I need a little help. I need a little pep in my step. And by step, I mean peen. And that's why I got Blue Chew. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy like, hey, are you buying gummy bears for your gummy worm? What? what? Leave me alone. That's what I said when they asked me. But I don't have that problem anymore because I got Blue Chew. And these tablets are made in the good old U.S. of A. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you that confidence where it counts, in your balls. So, if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code STAGE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code STAGE, S-T-A-G-E, and receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And now back to the episode. Yes. So how did that, what, what happened there? You got that, you know, similar industries, but very different. Yeah, I've always had love for music. My grandmother, we I, we couldn't listen to nothing secular at our household. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know who Michael Jackson was until I was like 11. Oh, no, yes. yeah, now y'all were saved. We were saved. <laughs> oh, okay? wow. And I found, you know how I found out? How? You remember them old commercials, them time commercials mm-hmm. with the compilation CDs? Yeah. And the songs would just play, and then the titles would scroll up in yellow font. Yeah. Remember those commercials? Mm-hmm. That's how I figured out who Teddy Pendergrass was. <laughs> and Because they would put them on these little time <laughs> CDs, or little, maybe a cassette. I said, that sounds good. Grandma, who that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Where's Shirley? Shirley Caesar ain't no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Where's Kurt? And barely Kurt. <laughs> right? Because he didn't say Jesus didn't stop. No. That was a did. big thing. From a revolution. He is he... rapping. He might as well be out in the he world. He might as well be out in the world. Sound the same to what? me. What's the verse? What is the, what, if the world gains the man and loses the soul? Yeah. <laughs> What's the that's the one she told me. Um, what does it profit a man, man to you. gain the world? Yes. I said, here's this. We want something we new. We want something. We I just, just want something. <laughs> See, all that jar written is sex. <laughs> That's the look like you want. You want to go have sex and just go, just have, go have it. And leave him alone. I just, oh, come on, man. The blind boys of Alabama don't slap <laughs> in my car. And I love blind boys. Them blind boys. <laughs> Had a couple bops, y'all. <laughs> Them blind boys had a couple bops. But I've always loved music, and I've always loved video, and I wanted to put them together. But when I got to film school, honestly, it was everything else that that intrigued me. We started mm. learning about, you know, how to tell a story with with short films and yeah. student films. I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Mm. And then I'm, go ahead. You no, have no, mo- go ahead. You have- Tell your story. I left. You went? I left Florida <laughs> yeah. and moved to L.A. and didn't touch a camera. <laughs> For years, I was in the background. Yeah, yes. Tell me about that. You were, I mean, this. You went from tennis, yes, to to, to the school office, yes, to college, yes. and then you moved to LA and you got into casting. Man, how? Now that you say these things out loud, <laughs> I've been through. Um, I well, even there was one thing in between that. That's it. I was only in it for a couple of months, but it's so significant. When I first moved to LA. I moved uh, with a friend just to kind of test the waters mm-hmm. and see what it was about. Because, yeah. again, I'm from the South, and I only moved to Florida. Right. 
South to I'm South. I'm still very uncultured. Right. Okay. <laughs> so um, I went with the friend who I also went to college with. He just left before me. He had more guts than I had. Yeah. And I stayed with him for about two weeks, and we got in this huge argument, and he kicked me out. Okay. And I had nowhere to go because I didn't have enough money to get back to El- to Florida. Oh yet. no. Yes. So I was homeless for like four days and lived out of a car. You got to yes. live in my car store? Yes. Oh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> For about four days. And I, um, well, what happened was I, that last day, like before he kicked me out, I got a job at Warner Brothers as a tour guide. Mm. Um, you ever been to Warner Brothers and do the I tour? Have, I, I was the one of them guys yeah. driving the trams and pointing and talking at things. I was so good at it, too. I've always loved people yeah. and just, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, educating people on certain things. So he got so mad I got that job because he didn't get a job. He'd been for six months. And I had got one in two weeks. I said, it's not me. It's just you. (laughs) I'm sorry. What am I going to say? I love you so much. And uh, he kicked my black ass out. And I had to live out that car for four days so I got enough money. So you're going to bed at night in your car? In my car, showering at the YMCA in Burbank. Okay, so. Mm -hmm, Downtown Burbank. Let me. You know that one? Yes. Let me. Take me to that first night. Ooh. Right, that first because it get cold at night yes. in LA. That first night, you realizing I gotta sleep here. Yeah. What, what is going through your mind? Okay, so what's funny is uh, I thought nothing of it really. I I really just thought, hmm, this is a part of my story. This is what's supposed to happen. Really? Because my parents didn't even want me to go to LA. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they're like, LA is too big. There's crime. There's <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> And it's legal. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, I've already kind of stepped out on faith from just completely breaking away from what my parents wanted to do. Here's Here I go now. I'm, a, I'm grown. I'm 21. Let's make it shake. Yeah. So a couple of days went by, and I just kind of just, again, did my thing, went to work, shot at YMCA, and I eventually got enough money. Like, when I say enough money, I mean like 200 bucks to get a hotel room for a night, right? Have you seen this documentary on Netflix? What's the documentary called? Hotel Cecil? Somebody, Is that the one where all people be dying at? That's the one. Oh, Toretto, don't tell me you went in the dead hotel. Then all them people was dead up in there. You was like, this is nice. I said, <laughs> I got enough money to go to get this hotel room oh. that's only $25 a night. 25 and this is 2014 now. I said, that's good. We didn't even got that background from. $25 a night, let me go up in here. So I roll up, nice grand entrance, <laughs> grand entrance. Give me the keys. I walk up to the elevator, and as soon as I get to the elevator, I said, uh-oh, something wrong in here. Why I smell like that? Why I look like that? I go to my room, and I said, yuck, what is that growing on the walls? And where's the bathroom? There was no bathroom. No bathroom in the room. The, the bathroom's in the hallway, and it's for everyone on the floor. Not a community it's bathroom. It's a community bathroom. Oh, okay? Lord. And I said, I think I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I've wasted this precious $25, plus my $50 incidental fee. I've wasted <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I mean, that whole week was crazy. But while in that hotel room, there was a phone book. Um, and I, again, very naive. It had like the production section, like in the yellow pages mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm flipping through it, cold calling every production company. If you was, if you had this space, then <laughs> I would have been calling you. Wow. Okay. You were in the case. So I started with the A's. <laughs> well, it took me a while. 
I got to the D's. Her name is Doreen. She was an art director for Scandal. Mm. And I cold called her. She cussed me completely out. Don't you ever call back. What are you doing? Don't be cold calling. Come in. I said, okay, sorry. Bye-bye. Uh. She called me back at like 8.30 p.m. And she said, you still looking for work? I said, yeah. She said, be in my office at 8.30 in the morning in Burbank. I went. She literally had this huge warehouse full of props, right? Scandal. How to get with murder. I don't think it was out of time, but she was prepping for it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she said, I want you to organize all of my pillows. What? <laughs> she said, go in the warehouse and organize all of my pillows. I go in the warehouse. There's hundreds of pillows all over the place. And I'm like, how do you want me to organize it? I swear it's like Miranda Priestley on Devereaux's product. She just closed the door. She walked me back there, closed the door as I was speaking. <laughs> I said, how do you want me to? Bam. I said, oh. And I just started looking for ways. I, I, I found these big baggies. I found a label maker. I just started putting pillows in baggies and, and according to patterns and colors. Blah, blah, blah. She came back in like two hours, said no words to me, walked up to where I put all the pillows and just looked, right? Again, I'm at the hotel with the green shit. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, please. <laughs> I need these pillows to be right. She goes back there and she literally hands me a check for three thousand dollars. Really? For pillow organization? Thousand dollars. She could sit right here next to me and vouch for this story. And she said, "You belong here. I'll see you tomorrow." And literally, that is how I got my first apartment. She gave me her car to use for two weeks just to get me back and forth to Warner Brothers mm -hmm. and da 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 da. And uh, every month. From that point forward, I always went to check on her like once a day uh, just to see if she needed anything for nothing. Just to make sure she was good. Um, and then she moved. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the end of the story. That's the end of the story. <laughs> she, but that was, like, uh, that was like a year and a half later. So every month for a year and a half, wow. like I always I walked her dog, whatever she needed. It could have been anything. Because without her, I would not be here today. Yeah. Wow. That is how. She black? New. White woman? White woman. Why he take? Old white woman. Ugh. I think driving Miss Daisy white woman. Man, shout yes. out to her. Shout out to her. Oh, and about the casting thing, you asked me. Um, my last day on the tour on the tour, there was a casting producer on the tram, and she said, You you talk to people really nicely. Yeah. I said, Thank you. And she said, Do you do you want to cast people for TV shows? I said, Yeah. And she said, <laughs> See you in my office in the morning. Yeah. Really? Just God. Just keep lining stuff God up. God was, he, you got to go by that death. Yeah. Because the Bible says he's going through the, shallow, the valley of the shadow the of death. The valley of the shadow of death of the communal bathroom. <laughs> the hotel scene. What? Now, I most people say figuratively. You literally, literally had to go through the valley. I literally had to go through the valley. <laughs> I literally, when I watched that documentary, it came out earlier this year, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, yeah. It said Hotel Cecil back in, the, uh, it's called Stay on Main now, mm -hmm. right? So it was it was changed by the time I got there, but only by a couple of months. Wow. So I was only a month or two out from the slasher films. <laughs> I was right there at the precipice. God kept you. God kept me. He kept you alive. Yes. But he kept you in the story. Yeah. December 2017. You, yes. your, you, you post your first video on YouTube. Oh, my God. Look at that. Now, you listen. 
Yes. That ain't been that long ago. No. But you've done a lot since years. then. But let's go back. Yeah, take what me. What make you made that choice to be like, I'm going to I'm gonna do this? I, Showtime at the Apollo was a really, really fun show for me. They really let me uh, go in with my music side of right. my brain, you know? So I'm like, ooh, I get to combine this casting knowledge that I've built up over the years, and now I get to find people who can sing. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned a lot about singers and TV and reality shows and competition shows. I loved it, but I knew it was going to be my last show. I knew it was going to be my last show. Roxy, I had met the year previous, right? Something like that. And uh, we were both just kind of over. She was in casting too, mm-hmm. right? We worked together. And we were at Sammy's camera, just kind of milling about. <laughs> yeah. And we see this camera and we're like, hmm, that's a nice camera. Should we buy this camera? I said, no, girl, it's $4,000. No. (laughs) And something in my heart just said, drop all your savings on this camera. Really? And I left Sammy's with that camera and nothing to eat. (laughs) That was it. And that is when we started just making videos. I Mm -hmm. mean, nonsensical videos. And that's so important that if anybody wants to start this, your first videos ain't going to make no sense. They're going to be dumb. They're going to be stupid. They're going to be very unwatched. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so unwatched. And that's okay, you know? You just got to start. So you and Roxy, y'all started, I mean, it seemed like the first video. Yeah. Y'all was working together. Very first one. And Roxy, y'all, she right. I'm looking at Roxy. Roxy emailed, she answered the email. Yes. She said, Kev, yeah, we'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. So this is unusual in Hollywood to start with somebody and still be you know yeah. working with them why is she so important to you roxy is so important because she first of all knows me better than anyone in my entire life aside from my family who's known me since birth yeah roxy is family now you know she literally can predict what i want to eat what when i want to shoot something she can predict i don't even have she didn't have to ask me when a, a, like a deal comes into the email mm-hmm. she's like yeah i handled it i know you didn't want to do that <laughs> Um, and she takes care of things in such a, not just a professional way, but also a comforting way. Like, you've been on the show. I, she takes care of people. I feel welcomed in love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It's so important to be to know your job, but also know that I love people first. Yes. And people being taken care of is very important to me and respect it. Um, so she really goes the extra mile to make sure both those things are are good to go. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. so tell me about your first 2018. You start doing reactions yes. and things like that. What made you get into that type L-O-L. of content? <laughs> this is funny. So The Four on Fox the Four on was Fox. a great show for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was in my bed on Twitter. Top of 2018, maybe literally January. And I was on Twitter and I saw this girl named Evie McKinney trending. And, you know, I'm pretty up to date with things. I'm like, who is Evie and why is she trending? And I see this video of her performing down of some um, Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I, didn't, I never even really watched reaction videos. This in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to record myself watching it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So I picked up the camera. Roxy, I know Roxy, Roxy and I have been working, but Roxy has never been present at one single reaction video. It was just me and the camera. Yeah. So I just picked it up, turned the camera on, and just started talking and watching. That video blew up, and I said, oh, my God. 
that took nothing from me. Yeah. That was real. Yeah. I could do more of those. <laughs> and that's how that started. Yeah. So you're doing that, and then people are reacting yes. to your reaction yes. and responding to you. Crazy. What is that? Are you starting to feel like, hey, this might be something? Or are you just like, I enjoy doing this? I just really enjoy doing it. I okay. really, really, really enjoy doing it. We had other ideas, me and Roxy. Um, and then Matt is also in the fold at this point in time, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were thinking about a, a whole bunch of other ideas we wanted to flesh out. So I was just kind of doing that because I just liked it. And one of the people who I was reacting to hit me up and said, can I come to a video with you? I said, I don't do that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you stay in my screen. Right. <laughs> uh, he's like, no, we can come, we can talk. And I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, I ain't never interviewed nobody like that, like that before, yeah. but let's go for it. Um, and that is how the Terrell Show started. Yeah. So we are here. We are here. We're talking about the Terrell Show. Yes. Big fan. Thank to you. To be honest, my wife put me onto the Terrell Thank Show. Thank you, Miss Come like, on stage. Miss, she put me on the you, Jackie Arna. Anything she's watching while she's doing her makeup. Taste my Jackie. Jackie taught me everything I know. Some Jackie Iners? We having Jackie here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Jackie coming over tomorrow? What? Yeah, she coming by here. Shout out to Jackie, baby. <laughs> Love you, baby. So now when you create the Terrell Show, yes. I mean, it's like from Jump, you you found it. Man. So what was it just that person reaching out? And did you come in, let me have a whole show ready for when they come? Or no. how did that happen? The first, I mean, I am Mr. Prepared. So <laughs> when the first person came, I said, all right, y'all. <laughs> new person coming in. <laughs> Put your phones up. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> um, but no, that first one came out. I put it out, and then it just spread like wildfire. Like, yeah. ooh, we got to get on this show. I've always had the blue wall. Before the, the guests came on, before the Terrell show, I did the reactions on the blue wall. Mm -hmm. So the blue wall was already something. Yeah. So by the time people saw that I would invite somebody to the blue wall, it didn't take a lot of us reaching out to people. Yeah. People just started saying, can we come? And I'm like, y'all know I shoot this in my kitchen. Right. Y'all sure? When Layla Hathaway called, and I was, I was like, you can reach and touch my toaster. Make sure this is the right thing for you. We don't have a green room. Okay, I can't pay for your transport. I can't pay you nothing. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. So you mean to tell me, just because of what an amazing show you had, Man. people was like, I'm going to come to L.A. Yes. I don't care if it's in your apartment. Because yes. I, when I went, I said, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it wasn't like, I mean, obviously, it's an apartment where somebody lives, yeah. but it felt like a, uh, like a set. Yeah. Like, it was just a very well-managed amount of space. Yeah. And I was like, well, this, this is very efficient. Because <laughs> the blue wall don't go but two hits here past that, and you was in the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> the other hits, you in the bathroom. I'm uh, telling home. you. That's so true. <laughs> if the camera panned out anymore. One inch. You would see everything. <laughs> Um, I'll say this. It all just lot from my TV teacher to full sale to uh being on these sets at Fox and NBC and CBS looking at the people who I cast on these shows. Your mind just picks up stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to be building my own set ever. Right. That was not the dream, not the plan. But you just look and you pick up stuff and and you just kind of apply it to what you're doing. God is always prepping you for your for your destiny. You're just not paying attention most mm -hmm. of the time. You're just not paying attention. That's and then by the time it comes and it's time to use it, you just have all these recalls like, oh, I 
don't know how to do that. Yeah. And then you put it to use. So let me understand the the life part of it. Yeah. Right? You're just starting the Terrell show. Mm-hmm. Are you still working in casting or mm-hmm. are you you quit that? Like where where are you at? So I I with everything that I do, I want to do it to the best of my ability. I want to give it 100% of the time that it needs and the energy that it needs. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, I'm not one who is afraid of risk. Right. Okay. Um, I quit casting, or I quit casting before Showtime at the Apollo. I, on Showtime at the Apollo, I was a full-time producer. So I just quit networks um, in 2017 and became an Uber and Lyft driver. Driver, Really? Yeah. When I spent that $4,000, <laughs> you remember that? I said, how you become a Lyft driver, girl? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make some money, but I don't want to get a f- another job because I want to put all this attention and time as much as I can into this new career that I have. So I, for about eight months, that's all I did: Uber, Lyft, shoot; Uber, Lyft, shoot; Uber, Lyft, shoot. Until the Terrell Show came along, and I was able to YouTube started respecting me. <laughs> I said, oh, "Okay, we see what you're doing now," and then started. By the way, Roxy and Matt worked for me for ten months without. Asking for a dollar. Did they really? A dollar. That that's why they both still with me. Marquita Bradley, she I got I got to pay her from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she told me yesterday's price is not today. Right, tomorrow's price ain't yesterday's nor today's price. <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> but you worth it, baby. Because the way this interview set up, <laughs> child. Yes, sir. So but I see I, yeah. your loyal your loyal to Bear, those people yeah. that was with you when we had Absolutely. nothing. Absolutely, when we had nothing, because I was just in that Uber and Lyft thing. I was trying to feed myself. I didn't have enough to pay anybody else. Right. I was trying to feed myself and still, you know, just grinding it out. Yeah. And remember, I was at twenty two. I became a casting producer for huge networks, and I said, I'm gonna have to humble myself if I want to completely give that up to do this passion thing. Yeah. Sometimes we just think that once we climb a certain part or a certain uh, to a certain height in career life we can't ever come back down to go even higher yeah sometimes you gotta yeah you you did that and you were great at that but if you want to do this thing way over here you might have to come back down and then take that diagonal yeah you know what i mean and yeah. that's you know I, I i love that about you and i love that mindset yeah right because when you're not afraid of that yeah it allows you to you can stay independent right, right? because a lot of times what people get used to is the way they're treated. Yeah. And people will treat you well. Yeah. And they'll they'll cash out on your behalf. Absolutely. But if you like Drell drove. Yes. Here. Drove. He, okay, left over. Uh-uh. And then I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna get off the freeway. Yeah. So I think, you know, that mindset allows you to continue. To, to grow Absolutely. and you know we just getting started with Terrell's life yes. that's my oh, personal my, my, opinion my. but this is about you though I love so, <laughs> <laughs> so your first online video was reacting to a Fifth Harmony performance right wow yes and yes at Apollo uh-huh. that's where I met them and then that member oh, came goodness. back and said I want to be on your show mm. was that like a full circle moment for you that was probably my full first circle moment as I think about it they were um at Fifth Harmony was mm-hmm. backstage at the Apollo Theater next to the wall where, yep. where you write your name and stuff. And I remember looking at Normani, Dinah, Allie, and uh, um, oh, forgive me, Lauren. And I love Lauren. Hey, girl. Um, and I'm like, wow, those are superstars. Yeah. They are celebrities and they are relevant. And uh, I was part of my job was to like be a backstage correspondent. This was well before the Terrell show. They had me interviewing Fifth Harmony, Wiz Khalifa, T.I., 
Charlie Wilson Snoop opened his dressing room. I said, woof. <laughs> woof. <laughs> I mean, that door opened. I said, there's a fire in here. <laughs> there must be. Um, that was my first, you know, just taste of just having a mic and going back and forth. Yeah. So not only just to have the Terrell show, I do that all the time, but to interview someone who at the time was just one of my first ones. Mm-hmm. I'm walking outside talking and wa- like a news reporter. Right. Baby. And then she came and sat down and was on my show. That's nothing but God. That's crazy. So it, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. 2019 comes. Yeah. You got the competition Race to the Blue Wall. Yeah. How did that come about? I, I mean, it goes back to to working on these competition shows. Yeah. I'm like, I... I I don't have the multi-million dollar budget, mm-hmm. but I have the heart for it. Yeah. And I really think I can make uh, something special with a competition show. This was before COVID, and my competition was all virtual, so I already had it. You had, you had, American Idol had to come look at my show <laughs> to figure out, how are we going to do this virtual? <laughs> I know they looked because it was a couple of similar things they were doing. <laughs> I remember, okay? Because that came out in 2019, and mm-hmm. we were all healthy. <laughs> And I made it work. So uh, I did an all-virtual competition show. And I... nowadays, there's just so many competition shows, so it's really hard for the winners to really take off and do things. Yeah. I don't really think it's to the fault of the show or the judges or whatever. And there's just so many of them. Mm-hmm. We can't get another Kelly Clarkson or a Fantasia or a Carrie Underwood because that was pretty much that was the only thing. It was like the Super yeah. Bowl every week mm-hmm. because that was it. But now we have hundreds of competition shows. So uh, when these artists win, nothing happens. Right. We low-key forget. <laughs> I can't tell you a winner of The Voice sitting right here right now. But I said, you know what? I want to make a little difference, and I want to do something. So the winner of that competition show, I was working on an album, and I wanted them to come be a part of the album, get in the studio. I wanted to give them a little bit of money, try to put money in their pockets forever, give them royalties on things, yeah. just to instill in them that you can do it. Yeah. I had help. I had a $3,000 check for some pillows. Okay. <laughs> I know what how much that means. So that is why I did that show. I wanted to use some of the stuff that I learned and apply it to what I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the middle of that, you you I heard God spoke to you. Yeah. And He said, "There's more." Yeah. Tell me about that. What is that more that you think God was referring to? <sighs> it was a battle trying to figure it out. Honestly, I had no idea what it was. It was just like, should I should I have more contestants? Mm-hmm. Should I uh, should I offer more of a prize? And then it was, oh, no, 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 no. You should do an album. Mm-hmm. You should get all these people who have been on the show in a room and and make some art. Yeah. And I took that word from him, and I used it, <laughs> and I started this album. And I said, well, God, you forgot to mention <laughs> that this is hard. <laughs> it was so hard. I I learned so much making an invitation to the cookout, my first album. Thank God it did well, because if it didn't, <laughs> man, the debt would have never been paid. <laughs> so you went in there not sure what to do? Never, ever, ever even came close to making an album before. Josh, my fourth member of this team, um, he went to Full Soul as well. And did the music track of things. And I really leaned on him to help me through it. But it was really just the two of us with a couple of extra producers. But 
just the two of us, 23 tracks, mm-hmm. a 20-something artist. Um, and getting an artist in the room to do one song is a journey. <laughs> right. I did it 23, more than. I picked 23 songs. Whew. We did like 40, 45. So how do you get from 45? In three months. To- 45 to 23 with 20 plus artists. Yes. In three months. Yes. Are you crazy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> most artists did two songs. Wow. Um, I wrote most of all the songs and did, all, yeah, I mean, I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning writing songs because I had a dream about a, a lyric. I wrote a song called All. It's the third track on the album. Literally at four o'clock in the morning in 30 minutes. And now that song is being sung at weddings. It's mind blowing to me. Wow. It's crazy. It's wow. crazy. But yeah, I wanted to, you know, interviewing artists and working with them, two totally different things. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I underestimated it, but I learned a lot. And now 23 plus people are able to, you know, every few months or so get a royalty check mm. from the Terrell show from that album and that just makes me feel so good to know that you know this that's a forever blessing yeah that's a forever blessing including the people who won the show the race to the blue they're yeah. a part of the album top five yeah you went and you you were top a man of your five. word i flew out the top five that was also part of that more mm-hmm. I, the originally the winner was just supposed to come out and be a part of the album but i said you know what these are all amazing people. Right. And God's been blessing the Terrell show. We got a couple coins. Yeah, because you don't you raised seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand Did you see me cry? <laughs> I saw you cry. Woo, I cried. What was that feeling like to have strangers just mm. give and give and give? So quickly, too. It was only about an hour and a half. And I people's money is so precious to me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been poor. So I know. And everybody who watches the Terrell show ain't wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them aren't, you know? <laughs> I'm sure it's only 1% who can afford to shout out money like that. So they really just believe in, in what I was doing, and they believe in me. Right. It takes a lot of trust to just blindly give somebody money, and especially a content creator. We know how people out here be in these streets. Just blindly donating money to them and just saying, okay, do what you think is best with it. That's that's very special, mm-hmm. and it made me so emotional. I can still get emotional about it because I just asked. Sometimes all you have to do is ask. Yeah, I just asked. I've never been a person to ask for help. Right. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not my forte. So I just asked. I'm like, Terrell, we got you. Strangers from all over the world. Yeah. We got currency in that I can't spend. <laughs> but thank God, YouTube, YouTube converted it for me. <laughs> and it came in and the check cleared. Yeah. And you documented yeah. the, whole the whole album, album. process. What made you have the foresight to be yeah. like, let me, let me, let me, let me get all yeah. this? It was just that. Though all those people, and even the ones who did not donate, when you watch, you know this, when you watch, you're don't you're 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 your feeding, time is a donation. Yeah, your time is a donation. You're feeding the beast to keep us afloat. Um, I'm like, they deserve to see this product that because this album came out of reactions. Well, if we take it back, yeah, I went from reactions to interviews to an album, and they've been with me through this whole journey. I had to let them see behind the curtain of how you know we've now elevated to this new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, what was it like to like? You've done all this work, yeah. short amount of time. You have all these people. It finally goes out. Yeah. And then it actually works. You got over a million streams, right? No label, no, just you. Your team and the people, like and that's just on Spotify. Come on, and tell 
That's the quickest tongues out I've ever heard. <laughs> that, you got to get to him quick. Ah, bah, bah. That's it. Got to get him out. Got to get him out. <laughs> we had like 5 million streams in the first couple of weeks across the across all the streaming platforms. And it was just like, man, I don't even make music. This is crazy. Right. This is crazy. But I will say, I'm a collaborator. Yeah. That is really what makes all of this work. I know exactly what I do well and exactly why I need to be like, you take care of that. Right. I'm going to take care of this. Because I, I didn't go to music school. I can't tell you about the about the notes. I know when you're off the note. <laughs> but the letter start. of that note, don't know it. <laughs> I need to find somebody who knows it. Who knows it? Because it's not going to be me. So we collaborated. And I think when you put the best people in the room, you can't fail. You know, mm-hmm. you only fail when you try to be the best person at everything. That's why that my Queen does get. this. Yes. And I sit here. <laughs> so tell me, you doing all this. Yes. And then you get to be the official host of the 93rd Oscars yeah. virtual what? watch party. That was crazy. How? How? When did that, that email came in, I said, be on fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was just, uh, I was honored because yeah. back in Full Sail, you know, you're in film school. You just, I don't know what happens when you go to film school, but you just automatically get pretentious about films. Right. You just really just, you just start overanalyzing everything because it makes you look cool in film school. So we studied the Oscars like it was, again, like our Super Bowl. Right. You know, so I, I think three Oscar seasons uh, went by while I was in college. And uh, we gathered, like, in this huge auditorium to watch, and we made predictions, and it's just, like, a huge thing. So when they called, and and at that time, I was, like, an Oscar whiz. Mm. You can ask me, like, best picture. 2001, I got you, you know? Really? Don't ask me today. I don't know. No, I heard you I when know. you said at that time. Yeah, That, that implied that, time. that you, didn't, you didn't got it like that. At that time. You got, like, like you got music in your mind. Exactly. Now. It's a ugh, whole different thing. But when, like, I was so honored because it was such an important part of my life, and I've always respected the Oscars and like, the Grammys, too, man. Yes. Crazy. That's amazing. Yes. And I just want to quickly, I'm curious. Yes. Because music is such a big part of your life, yeah. right? Like, if you had a soundtrack, to your mm. life. What three songs do you think have to be on that soundtrack? Ooh. Okay, let's see. No Weapon, Fred Hammond. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would say, i so churchy. I'm so sorry. Never would have made it. It's just, it has to be there yeah. because it's very, very true. Yeah. The way I prayed for that green mold to go away. <laughs> I never would have made it without you. <laughs> you was in the Hotel Cecil. I was in Hotel Cecil. <laughs> next door to the slasher film. Uh, and the last one. <laughs> I don't know why, but one of the first secular songs that I learned was um, that Celine Dion song. Was it Power of Love for all the times you stood by me? Is that it? Mm-hmm. I don't even know the Titanic song. You're crazy. You, did you say you don't know the Titanic? I don't even because know. You because you love oh, me. Oh, I know that one too. Thank you. That ain't Titanic. Thank you. No, that's my heart will go on. That's, that's my heart will go on. Because you love me, I do know that. Because you love me was the first song I downloaded from LimeWire. <laughs> That was the first song because it was, there was a kid's version, right? 
um, that the kids were singing. I said, this ain't got no oil in it. This must be by somebody else. Because, you know, I'm used to hearing the singers. Yeah. And I said, yeah, this ain't got no oil. It sounded like the choir in my elementary school. And I found out about, I, so yeah, Celine Dion, I think was my first secular artist that I ever learned about. Really? So I have to add that one because it's my first one. Okay. Yeah. Now tell me about the Tea and Coco show. Yes. Okay. Tea and Coco. As a, as yeah. a, Supporter and viewer, yeah. I was like, "Ooh, Terrell, <laughs> you are now." You, I saw producer creator Terrell. Yeah, I see. Okay, this man got network vision, man. Right now, I've known about Coco Jones. My sons yeah. were big Disney Channel fans, so I've known about her. I remember, she was an awesomeness TV. And then yeah. I, you know, I hadn't, th- I hadn't thought about her in a while. And then I saw, her, I said, "Oh, Coco Jones." Yes, and you almost brilliant woman reintroduced her back into us. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah. So tell me about that. How'd you guys get connected? Like, what, what happened there? I have no idea how we got connected to that first episode. Oh, oh, I know. She posted a video on YouTube where a clip of it got viral. Something about about being an employee. or was a meme yep, about I remember it. I right yep. a meme. And then people just started spamming her. Hit up Terrell. Go on the Terrell show. You can sing. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And then... I don't know who reached out to who, but she came in, and I've never told this story publicly. Um, she knows it now, but uh, I, that was a really rough day for me, the mm. day that uh, her episode was going to be filmed. Uh, I was going through a lot during that time, and the day that she came in to do that episode, I think I was just at the peak of my rough time mm. and uh we shoot we start every episode at six o'clock you know this all episodes mm. at 6 p.m at 5 30 i was still in the bed i was still in the bed i was having a really wow. time um and um roxy came in multiple times i'm usually ready to go by five fully ready to go and she was like, are you good? Can you use it? I was like, I think we have to cancel it. I, I don't think this one is going to work out for me today. Um, and she left the room and she came back. I was like, no, 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 no. I got it. I'm going to get up. And I was so late. I still needed time to get ready. So she was just kind of hanging out for about 30, 45 minutes. And I came out. I prayed. I have a ritual before every episode. I always pray and shout at myself in the mirror saying, you're beautiful. You're blessed. You got this. Um, my little mantra. And I walked out there. And her spirit, her aura was just so good. It is the exact thing that I needed that day during that time of my life. Um, If if it was anybody else, I don't know if that episode would have came out. Mm. I don't know if it was going to be a good episode. Yeah. Um, I look back on that episode today, and I know what was going on. So I look at myself, and I'm like, ooh, he is going through it. But he's pushing through it. Yeah. And he's showing up and he's literally um, still doing the job, even though, because that's the thing. Like, when you have an interview show, every day you're not ready to be the interviewer. You're not ready to be host every time. <laughs> Sometimes it's tough. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what do you do? Um, so the devil wanted me to cancel it. And I did not cancel it. And thank God, because we became lifelong friends after that. And I, I told her almost a year later, I was like, yo, you helped me come up out of something that was I was really struggling with, and I appreciated that first of everything. She ran that episode for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She carried me. And she, I feel like somehow she knew that I needed to be carried that day. Um, and ever since then, we have been so close. And I told her 
like right after the episode came out, I said, we're going to do something else together. Yeah. Because you are, you're my person. You're wow. my person. Yeah. And I think it comes across on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I, I watch y'all do Haunted House. I watch y'all <laughs> cook. I would watch y'all skydive. I'd watch y'all. Whatever T and Coco want to do, I'd be like, yes. I'm in. Y'all want to learn how to swim, scuba dive. Y'all I, just listen. Be, it's like watching your friends do something fun. Yeah. She has quickly become one of my best friends, somebody I can depend on, somebody I can count on. And like you said, you know, her being on my show and doing other things, she was reintroduced to the world. And now she is Hillary Banks. She booking, booking. Booking, booking. Like, how do you feel? Yeah. Right? Because I, we talked about this when I was at your new studio. Yeah. Hey, man, come on, play. <laughs> I said, and I said, Terrell, how do you feel like knowing you're just a part of that? Yeah. Tell the people how that makes you feel to just be a, a yeah. piece of somebody else's story. The first time it happened was, um, I forgot who it was, but they called me after the episode came out and they said, yo, my streaming numbers went crazy mm-hmm. after my appearance on your show came out. And I said, really? It was the first time anybody ever told me. And I was like, girl, Roxy, are we, what are we doing in here? People, we putting money in people's pockets. That's amazing. That's a blessing. And then it just kept happening. Mm. Every artist will come back and be like, my, my tour sale tickets went up. Or I got this opportunity. I landed in this studio with this person. I'm booking this show. Um, and it's just like, wow, this is exactly why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It's so this show is the funnest show ever. I want to do it until I can't do it anymore. Um but I've always been one to love helping people, mm-hmm. especially getting closer to the dream. Yeah. You know, that's why I did the competition show. That's really why I was good at casting. People really wanted to be on TV. Yeah. And I had to go in boardrooms full of white people and fight for them. <laughs> 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 like I will help you. Let me help. Um, so it's it's incredible. And Coco is just it's just a really big opportunity. Right. I mean, huge. Her she is on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Man. So it makes me feel like that's just feeding into my purpose. I know? believe it. I I've always said it. I've you know I started off watching this Terrell show because yeah. it was artists I recognized. Yeah. Right. But now I go on there to find people who yes. are new, and I be like, oh, okay. And then I do what everybody else does. Let me. Let me you see what else you got. Let me download your albums. Yes. Let me, and then, like, you were essentially what the radio used to be. Yeah. Like, let me introduce you to artists, and they can easily go and be found. Mm. But you're that, con- you know, conductor. That's it's you know, crazy. That's it's crazy. It's god because yo, for real, there are so many artists out there. So many artists out there that people just don't know about. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. And if and once they find out, they become fans. Yeah. You know? And those once you get a good fan, them fans ain't going nowhere. They about to ride. Yeah. Shout out to my fans, Kevin's fan. It's 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 what an artist needs sometimes right. to keep going. Well, I think the other thing you do very well yeah. is you let us see the the person. Yes. Right? We often see the artist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nowadays, people want to know, would I like you as a person? It's important. Then it's easier for me to support your music. Yes. And you, these, a lot, these are a lot more fun. They're yes. a lot more, they're, they're light, you know? Like, yeah. I've seen them in interviews with other people, and mm-hmm. you don't see them the same when they interview with you. It's yeah. like, oh, this is the fun part of you. Absolutely. But I think that's to your credit. Mm-hmm. You give that, you create that environment 
that makes it okay for you to be. Like, you yeah. had me on. People were like, Kev, get on there. Like, well, I don't sing like yeah. that. <laughs> and it's that. also really hard to think of songs yeah. that, in that amount of time. <laughs> it is. But to your credit, you were yeah. like, okay, let me do something that works with Kev. Yeah. Or Carlton. That way people can see yeah. them. And my people, they was more happy that I was on there than when I was on Will Smith's Instagram. Wow. Bro, they was like, you, now Shut. you done made it. <laughs> When they saw me on that blue one, it was eating me up not to really? travel. Really? They were so wow. happy because that's making it now. You know, I think the only thing I can attribute that to is authenticity. I, I'm i not an actor, okay? Don't know how to be nobody else. <laughs> I can't do it. It's just me. And I think that... Um, because I'm always myself and always authentic, it opens the other person up to be like, oh, and people like listening to you and you're your complete self. Oh, let me let me shake this right, off. Right. Let me shake this PR training off right, for a second. Right. And just be open and honest. And in this day and age of social media, you know, back in the day, in the 90s, we didn't have social media. So mm-hmm. people learned about an artist's personality through their music. Yeah. And whatever they sang, you thought that's who they were. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Now with social media. People can see you all the time. They want to see you all the time. And they want you to be real. Yes. They want you to be real. Yes. So I love that my my blue wall, my space, is a place for artists to come and let their hair down. Even if they're bald. Hey, bye. Let their beard down. Let so real quick, down. before we close out with, our, with Kev's top ten. Okay. In five years, mm. what do you see for yourself? Man. Do you even think that far? I don't think that far. I'm a very live-in-the-moment person. Okay. But I will say... Um, I love everything that you've done here. This is so your app. I am a yearly subscriber. Come on and put okay? that year in. Put the year in. <laughs> I love it, and it's so inspiring. And I, I've, I've been saying this for months and months and months, even before I even knew that you were doing this. I'm like, I think this can build into a network. We need more networks. We do. For us. The way you fight for them people in them boardrooms. Yes. You can just create for them. I can create. And you ain't got to fight no more. I ain't got to fight no more. Because all my life, I had to fight. <laughs> I had to fight my... <laughs> Listen. For all my brothers and sisters, I got tired of fighting. And now, um, even with the way that I made that album, I just put people in the room who I liked. Yeah. That I, that I, that I love their voice. Mm. And and I don't have to fight for nothing because it was mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine completely, and people love it. Yeah. Um. So I see more of that. I see more of creating opportunities, more expanding. You know, right. you came to my studio. I'm gonna have three, four, five of them. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry is also very inspiring. He has a whole compound Listen, in Atlanta. I take great inspiration from it. I'd be like, what? <sighs> We need more of us. We, I mean, but look how yeah. many opportunities can be created if I'm thinking like this, yes. you're thinking like this, and if Terrell says you're on the blue wall, you're on the blue wall. Period. And Ain't nobody got to it have... about it. <laughs> what? Because what I say. <laughs> Rocks? Oh, no, Roxy vetoes. No, man. I'm about to say. I saw Roxy. She like, does oh, have man, veto okay. power. No, you, you feel, feel yourself. Feel yourself, Terrell. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let me do this. No, some people I don't even see. She really. <laughs> she sends me the the short list. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is it. She's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, yes, ma'am. Mm, okay. All right. Yes. Before we close, we got Kev's top ten. Oh, these are so ten excited. questions we ask every guest, and Ooh. all we ask is that you be honest. Okay. Okay. Number one. Got it. Who's your favorite person? Wow, my favorite person. 
I love Viola Davis. Mm. I love everything about Viola. I've seen everything she's ever done. She's so she's also a, a very authentic person to me. Absolutely. I walked past her one day at a studio and I was like, oh my gosh, she really do walk like that. That's real. <laughs> it's not for Annalise Keenan. She re- she really walks like that. I said, that is a real woman. Yeah. <laughs> I was so shook it. And she was so nice. Yeah. I love her. Okay. <laughs> What was one of your happiest moments? My happiest moments. When I got 500 subscribers. Really? And it's on camera. It's on a reaction video. Because at the time, I was like, wow, there are 500 people who want to hear me talk. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds hilarious now. Yeah. Because we're almost at a million. Yeah, that boss. Hey, I, I don't bye. know when it's come out. But <laughs> at this time, we're almost there. Um... I said, wow, 500 people. You got to understand, I come from where there is only 500 people. (laughs) So I said, are these all my cousins? Right. But they weren't. They were from all over. And I I finally felt like I had something that was meaningful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. What was one of your saddest moments? When I lost my dad. Mm. One of my saddest moments when I lost my dad. You know, we didn't have a, a, a very extensive relationship. Um, so I really wasn't sad because of the memories. I was sad for what could have been because I always thought that one I've always known who he who he was, and I always thought that one day we would come back together and and we would uh rekindle a, a relationship or start a relationship. So when I lost him, that was like taken from me. I'm like, oh, I'll never get that chance to you know didn't do that. So it was one of my saddest moments, but. Um, at the time, me and my mama was beefing, and when he had passed, I had to go to the funeral, and I had saw her, and she was like, hey. I was like, hey. Okay, fine. We're over. Let's, let's talk again. So <laughs> he brought, so he brought us back end. together. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, grits. Oh, Kevin, please. <laughs> please. We don't have to do this. We got to do it. it. We got to do it. What you want? Sugar. <laughs> Oh, I don't Everybody. want your sweet grit. <laughs> I don't want your sweet grit. I know y'all thinking, Terrell, you look like you would like a sweet grit. I don't want your sweet grit. I want a savory salt and pepper grit. God, you know you wrong about it. Eat some oatmeal. Hell. What oatmeal? And I don't want cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. I want sweet grits. What does that do for you? It make me happy. You be- <laughs> Do you still put butter in it? No, I still put butter in it. Yeah, oh my! Butter so, is a constant. But butter is uh, salt and pepper, butter, sweet butter, butter goes. Butter got salt in it already, so you might as well finish it off. Unsalted butter. You put unsalted butter in it? No. I don't really be putting. My, my wife does it. Margarine too. <sighs> you the bless point our is heart. Sugar. No. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? Can't why? <laughs> it's the top ten. <laughs> Y'all hear him? He put it himself in his own grave. Because <laughs> he know this is against the black book of law. It's sweet potato. I don't even like to carve them pumpkins. Okay. This is the right time of year for it anyway. I don't like to. The stuff that come out of it looks wretched. Okay, okay. Anita Baker or Patti LaBelle? Oh, you know I can't do it. Oh, my God, I can't do it. This is hard for me. I, I hate these questions because <laughs> I'll answer it, and then I'll just go back and forth because I, it's just not a thing. But my favorite, oh no! <laughs> I can't. Do, I'm gonna say, I have to say both. 
I okay. have to say both. I'll allow it. Yes, I'll allow it. Because, you know, I found out about them late, so I didn't have enough time like you have. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lifelong fan. <laughs> Favorite black saying? Hmm. <laughs> Favorite black saying? Oh, my God. I don't even know. See what had happened was oh, classic. That's a good such a one. good one. That's, such a good yeah. one. Yeah. All right. What excites you? Mm. Work. I get so excited when I have a new idea. Man, when I have a new idea, it's like I'd be asleep <laughs> and I'd be like, "Girl, that's good." <laughs> Then I, I call Roxy. <laughs> and I <laughs> one, two, AM give her take. Well, I gotta make sure it's off me while it's hot. <laughs> Cause once I go back to bed, it's gonna be off me. And I need her to remember my idea to the fullest extent while it's fresh. Okay. Now yes. what what bores you? Ooh, so many things. <laughs> I get bored by things that don't move the culture forward. Mm. I like progress. Yeah. I get bored with drama. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm never gonna be a, dr- a drama. I'm dramatic, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I I I just you know there's so many things in the world that are like moving, hustling, bustling yeah. things that are moving us forward. Anything that brings us back, I'm like, what y'all worry about that for? Yeah. Lame. (laughs) Yes. Last one. Mm -hmm. What do you want your legacy to be? Man, I want my legacy to be that Terrell was a person who loved people, loved good music, knew good music, and always took care of us. Mm -hmm. You know, always took care of us. Um, at the end of the day, and all, and always put kept God first. Yeah, that's very important to me too. Uh. The I never even really think about the legacy part too much, but when I do, I feel like I'm on that track. Yeah, I want to make sure I always am giving off that I I really um have a passion for people. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have a passion for people. They just want to they want to be famous. Yeah, and they want to you know rack it up, and that's good. Get your life. <laughs> Okay. Right. But uh, I've always just had a heart to make sure people are taken care of. Even when you come to my studio, oh, what you great. need? What do you need? I felt like I wanted to be a musician. Yeah. You had the bathroom had you had throat coat <laughs> in the kitchen. You had <laughs> cough drop. You had you had not paper towels. No. How dare Mm-mm. you? had per person cloths. I said, well, I'm going. I'm I stole one. I stuck it in my back <laughs> no, pocket. <you> <laughs> I, and I told you when was missing when he left. Cause I will not I won't miss it. Okay, where you put my towel. <laughs> it was a memento. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Terrell Grice, the Terrell Show. Let the people know where they can find you, Terrell. You can find me everywhere at Terrell Grice on YouTube. Just type in Terrell. It's going to pop right on up. And we almost at a million subscribers. Yeah. Okay? So click that subscribe button because when I hit a million subscribers, there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere. Yeah, the boss. Kevin. Marquita. There's going to be a shift in the atmosphere because there's only 22,000 roughly channels that have over a million subscribers really? out of the millions and millions and millions of channels. Yes. Mm. And about this many are led by black people. Yeah. Okay. So 
it I've never been a numbers person, but when I look at that statistic, that's big. Yeah. That's big for us. And I want people to know that they can do it too. Because I had no plans yes. to be a sole content creator. I was working for networks and now I got my own thing. Yes. And we're about to make some a little bit of history here. So if y'all so, are yes. watching, okay, single me, Cam. Single if you're him. watching. Don't you? I know what we do. We type in the Terrell show and then just click around. Yeah. Hit the doggone red button. Hit it. I know the algorithm make you think you're subscribed when you actually ain't. Go stop right now. Search it. Hit yes. it. Yeah. Because that atmosphere is just waiting. It's double dutch. <laughs> it's waiting to be shifted. Imagine we got somebody not whose yes. purpose is to look out for us. Yeah. That's what he want to do. And when you got that million people, look at you different. Yes, 999,000, they, do. they don't look at you. Once you cross over that one. Once that M happens, oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Oh, his skin is so clear. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at him. <laughs> all right. As we let you go, Terrell, remember you can watch Thank this you. full, unedited on the Kev on Stage streaming service. Yes. And edited with ads wherever podcasts are found. You know, them top paying members, they get to, they don't have to worry about ads. <laughs> Because they're sowing into the ministry. Feed into if his ministry. If you're in ministry. the Patreon, you ain't got to worry about ads. If you're behind the wall, that's okay. Let, let it play all the way through. Sow into the ministry. Thank you, Terrell, for Thank coming you for up having to the me. Blue Wall. This is uh, amazing. personal Blue Wall Thank for you. Thank you for changing this color. <laughs> Thank y'all for watching. Yes. We'll see you next time. The fact that you can change the color. Money! Uh, <laughs> oh, that was great, Terrell. Did we do oh. it?